0: This message was presented at the GYC 2012 conference in Seattle, Washington. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Well, we've been
1: sharing, those of you that are new here, um, Heidi Bryant is the uh, Literature Ministries Directorate, Director in Southern Cal and I am the youth uh, director in Michigan Conference, and we're just so glad uh, our testimony is uh, just as important as yours. You know, we're, we're glad about that fact, that um, all of our testimonies about the Lord Jesus Christ can make an impact in somebody's life. And uh, before we begin, we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to continue to bless us with his presence. Father in heaven, again, we thank you for the opportunity to call on your name, asking you to just be with us. Lord, also, um, we want to thank you for the presence of angels that watch over us, that enjoy being in your presence. And when you are talked about, um, love to smile and sing and, and tell other angels, hey, send Your guy, send your girl over to this person because they're faithful. They've allowed Jesus into their lives. They're not living for themselves. Hey, all the way over, 100,000 miles away, we've got to orchestrate a meeting between your guy and my guy. Mm -hmm. Thank you, angels, for being here and your ministry. We want to ask you, Holy Spirit, to... Just uh, open our minds, open our words, and use us here, and speak to us, and let us absorb everything that you have. Give us what's in your heart now, Jesus, and this is what I pray in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. I used to work in Central California, and I remember... One distinct experience of having to sit through a date-setting meeting. Has anyone had to sit through a date-setting meeting anywhere? Like a big master calendar, maybe at your work. Or, okay. Uh, I, I remember Bill Crick, the guy who I worked for at the time, he said, you know... I really don't want to go to this meeting. It takes, you know, three to five hours out of my day. <laughs> I'd like to send one of my assistants to go <laughs> and take over that meeting. And I still remember sitting through that meeting, and it, it takes us hours to go through just a month or two, you know, to sit and, and talk about all the different things that are happening and making sure that everything's scheduled just right. And it's interesting to see how one conference can have so much going on on their conference calendar. And then I was thinking, what if, what if we took the 50 most busy people in the world, uh, the busiest people, and you put all of their calendars together? How crazy would that be, you know, to think about how busy everyone is? Um, just think about your own calendar, and then try to add 10 other people's to, to that. I mean... Could you handle it? I think it would be a little bit hard to deal with. And yet God, his calendar is so much bigger than ours. <laughs> his calendar is huge. And it has, it has all of us involved in it. That's the exciting thing. Uh, I remember we, just, we actually just had a youth event that was planned in our conference and it was planned on the same weekend as another big youth conference that was going on as well. And there was, there was this big kerfuffle about it, and it's all been worked out. But somehow the communication didn't connect in the calendar meeting. And now that, now there's an issue. Um, how many times do we sometimes have issues with connecting with the calendar that God has in our lives? You know, Are we always listening and, and connecting with that calendar, but... A part, of, a part of how to share your testimony is not only what God is doing in you, but it's also what we're going to talk about today, is God working through you. And that's, that's one of the most exciting parts of testimony, is knowing that God actually worked through you. And again, I think that it's a re-hit on the fact that God is calling us to humility. Uh, honestly, the more and more, like when he works in you, it's a humbling experience, isn't it? when He's working in your life, when you recognize who you are um, in the context of the cross, I hope and pray that it's humbling for all of us (laughs) to realize that we're nothing without Him. And it's the same way when He works through us. It's really not us. It's just God somehow putting together pieces for His glory in the end. Uh, there's, There's lots of times where we can be used by God and and we can be sharing the testimony and get, get a little bit prideful about what God did through us. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. But, um, but as we share today, I'm praying that our hearts will remember again that it's not, it's not us. We're just an avenue. We're just a channel that God is using um, to minister to others. But His Master Calendar. I want to share a testimony with you guys. This just happened a couple days ago here at the conference and it was with uh, the Cruz family and some others when we went out to eat Uh, it it was so cool I was thinking about this master calendar concept and thinking about all the different divine appointments that God has uh, for each of us throughout the day and uh, throughout our lives he wants us to collide I love what you were praying about too Ken I've thought about that before about angels saying hey I want your guy to meet my guy you know and I think that's so exciting Have you ever thought about that? You know, you have a guardian angel who knows you and who knows your testimony and who knows what God has done in your life. And then there's a guardian angel over here for Danielle. And Danielle, um, you know, your angel knows everything that has been going on in your life as well. Um, And somehow now we're together, you know, and we've been able to make a connection and encourage and inspire each other and bring hope. And praise the Lord for that. It's exciting uh, to see and yet, God has, God has angels around those who haven't given their lives to the Lord. Imagine how long those angels have been working on the hearts of people, you know, for, for dozens of years. Just, you know, wooing them, trying to bring them to the right place, you know, <laughs> to make the right decision. And uh, those, those divine appointments, the angels are all about God's master calendar. And so should we. Amen. Uh, but this testimony happened on Saturday night. Uh, we were all trying to decide where to go to eat. Uh, we were super hungry after the meeting, and we were thinking about it. Uh, we had several young people that were there, uh, the cruises, kids, and uh, then a couple other of their friends. And we honestly couldn't make a decision. Uh, everyone was kind of trying to decide, well, do we want to wait an hour here, or do we want to wait an hour here? (laughs) Because with about, you know, however many thousand Adventists descending upon Seattle Saturday night, (laughs) it's horrible (laughs) to find a place to eat um, without having to wait too long. And so we, we changed our mind, probably four or five times. We were going to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. It was going to be too long. We were thinking about ordering takeout and then finding some place to sit and eat. And then someone... And then I was like, well, what about sushi? I doubt there's lots of people eating sushi right now. But I call and the the, the wait is at least an hour, you know? And just going through the things. And finally, we all decided that we were going to go to... Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Taco, Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. We decided that we were going to go to a place that was farther away. Um, And then one of the kids in our group was like, wait, 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 why don't we just go to Thai, and we'll wait anyways. (laughs) And we're like, okay, whatever, we'll go and wait, you know? So we we were even trying to find the place. It was hard to find. I didn't know... if anyone's gone to Ginger Thai, it's hard. I didn't know how to get into it. Did you have that experience? I lived there last night. I know. I didn't know how to get into it. But we ended up going up to this other restaurant, you know, that had this, this staircase that entered into the mall and all that kind of stuff. But we went up there, and we talked to the receptionist. Her name is Gabby. And she, she was telling us, you know, it's probably going to be about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, you know, just take a seat and you can wait. And we're starving. At least I am. <laughs> I'm always hungry. <laughs> and um, so hungry. And I was just like, you know, we'll eat anywhere. <laughs> That's what I said. And she saw that look on, her, on my face. <laughs> and I think she thought in her mind, you know, the kitchen can make food in about 20 minutes. What can we do for these people, you know? So it, there was a little cafe area out there um, outside of the restaurants where people could go and sit and eat. And she's like, why don't you claim that table in order to go? And I said, you know, you're brilliant. (laughs) So we ended ended up ordering to go, and we got our food in 20 minutes, and we didn't have to wait for a table (laughs) because the Lord gave her that awesome idea. Um, But as we were talking to Gabby, I I felt impressed. I was like, you know, I'm going to give her a glow tract. Have any of you guys used glow before? Okay, sweet. It's, it's fun. They're little, little ways. I mean, obviously, I work with GLOW in the conference. Uh, and so some of these stories that I'm going to share with you have GLOW in them. I believe that God can give you a divine appointment with or without GLOW. But it is a, it's an awesome tool uh, because it can bring up spiritual conversation with people. Um, But I just felt impressed. I was like, you know, I'm going to give her a little glow and and just say thank you for her awesome idea. So after we paid uh, for the food and she's like, I'm going to go put it into the kitchen, I said, well, here's a little little tract you can read. It's encouraging. She's like, oh, I really need something like this right now. She's like, I've been having nightmares every night. Mm -hmm. And she's like, they're horrible. I can't sleep through the night. I have nightmares. They won't go away. She's like, I've been praying about it and I don't know what to do. And she's like, so thank you so much for this. I really need this. And right away, I had given her steps to health. And I'm thinking, man, <laughs> I think I should probably give her something else. <laughs> and so <clears throat> we, we ended up walking away, sitting down, and all the kids that I was with, they were like, wow, wow, God just used us, you know. And, and so I asked, I was like, does anyone have glow? And we all, everyone, all the kids were pulling out, well, I've got this glow. And we were trying to figure out we got a promise of peace we got to return to rest, and um, I think we got to, where is God when I'm hurting? So we're like, okay, these are a little more appropriate. <laughs> and when she came back with the to-go food, you know, we gave it to her. She's like, thank you so much. And we, we promised to pray for her before, our, before we ate our food. So we all prayed for Gabby together. And it was such a powerful experience, though, because everyone around the table, Hannah, one of the girls we were with, she's like, what if we wouldn't have gone to Thai? You know, and just thinking about that, it's like, you know, did God have a reason for us to go get Thai food instead of going to some other restaurant? I want to say that he did. You know, I know that it's just a little thing, but I want to say that he did. I want to say that he had a heart for Gabby and he wanted to tell her, hey, I care about you. I know you're having nightmares, but I'm answering your prayers. But God is listening to what they're saying. And she was so encouraged by that. Uh, it such a blessing to be a part of but god god is working all around us and he just wants us to tap in to that work that he is doing i don't know if anyone's read experiencing god by henry blackaby uh, but it's a powerful book that has amazing realities. One of the first realities is that God is at work all around you. And we sometimes, we really have to come to grips with that. God is always working. He's always doing something um, to bring about a testimony um, in someone's life. And the second thing is, God's asking us to join Him in that work. Uh, he wants us to be a part of it. Because it's a blessing to us to be a part of that master calendar that He has. And... There's a verse that I think of. Jesus exemplified this in his life when he was here. He was definitely one who uh, was listening to his father's will and what his father wanted him to do. And he was just, you know, following the plans that his father gave him every day. Uh, There's a few verses that I thought of that I wanted to read. And then we'll do um, some some participation. But John chapter 5, it's interesting the way Jesus... The way Jesus talks about this uh, in John chapter 5 and other parts of John, actually, he is very straight up about the fact that he's not doing his own will. He's doing the will of his Father. And um, even in the midst of our plans, are we willing to let go of our plans for the sake of God's plans in our lives? He's looking for willing and available people uh, who he can use. And he he knows our hearts. He knows if we're actually willing and available. (laughs) And he'll use us if we are. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 17, uh, Jesus is talking and he says, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Uh, Pick up the, the red letters in verse 19. Most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner for the father loves the son and shows him all the things that he himself does and he will show him greater works than these that you may marble there's another verse in John chapter 9 just flip a few pages over John chapter 9 and verse 4 uh, where Jesus is talking about the work that he's doing and it says in John chapter 9 and verse 4 I must work the works of him who sent me I I have something that it's like a to-do list you know what I mean it's like there's actually something that God wants me to do he wants to work through me. Uh, the night is coming when no one can work. And it's interesting to see Jesus at the end of his life, John chapter 17, where he says, I have finished the work that he's called me to do. You know? It's, it's like, you were born for a purpose. You weren't born to just do what you want to do. <laughs> you weren't. You were born to do what God wants you to do, ultimately. And of course, he wants you to do it willingly. <laughs> he's not going to force you. That's for sure. But the more and more we can have that Holy Spirit in our ear, guiding our every move, where we go, what we do, what we say, what we don't say, um, the more we'll experience the same thing Jesus did. There's divine appointments all around us. Uh, There was another experience that I had with a friend or two. This was several years back, but I thought of it and wanted to bring it up today. And I want to hear testimonies from all of us as well uh, in the room. But... It was It was after a meeting. We were, again, figuring out where we were going to go eat. and <laughs> I know. Uh, this wasn't at another GYC, and yes, I do love food. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, but we, we were deciding where to go, and we landed on the spaghetti factory after a lot of different questions and a lot of different ideas. But we ended up going there, and the guy who was our waiter... Uh, we could tell that he looked a little bit down. You know, he didn't really have, he didn't have much joy on his face. And we were super excited. We had just gotten done with a glow rally. It was like the first glow rally in Fresno, and we were all excited because tons of people had come, and we'd shared all these testimonies, and we were excited. And here we are, we're out in the world again, you know, connecting with people, and our waiter wasn't happy. Um, I remember towards the end, and uh, the one of the guys that I was with just pulled out, um, pulled out a little tract. He was going to give it to the waiter and just see what doors it might open up, you know. And he's like, "Hey, here's something to read, man. You know, thanks so much for being an awesome waiter. You have helped us out so much today, you know." And just complimented him. Uh, right away, he started crying. Right there in the middle. I mean, it was a busy night, too. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how embarrassing. Um, but for him, you know, I was like, I hope he's okay. But but we're just like, what's going on? And he said, well, it's just, it's a year. It's like the year anniversary of my friend, my best friend, being killed in a drive-by shooting. And he's like, I just, I haven't been having the greatest day. Because <laughs> he was remembering everything. And, and the only track that we had was, does God care that I'm hurting? Fitting track, you know? Um, but you know, I asked myself, I'm like, does God have a calendar in heaven? Yeah, I think he does. You know, um I think that he had a reason for us to go to spaghetti factory and get spaghetti after that glow rally. I mean, he did and and the more and more we can be in tune um, with him in all of the circumstances that we place ourselves in, uh the more the more he'll use us. and again it's it's not us, it's him working through us it's It's his testimony. Only he's bringing and dragging other people into the testimony of your life. And that's powerful um, to see. I want to take a little bit of time to share with each other. Uh, Why don't you get into groups of four or five? And take some time. I want you to think about at least three instances, um, at least three instances where you believe that you were involved in a divine appointment. And share with each other at least three instances where... Um, you can think of the three instances and then share whichever ones you feel comfortable with uh, sharing uh, with your little group and then we'll have some time to share with the, with the whole group like normal. So um, find a group. i like to take some time to share. I know everyone's in the middle of their stories. But I think that it would be a blessing to share some of the stories that were highlights. Now that you've been able to practice (laughs) in a smaller group, you can share it with everyone. (laughs) Um, But how have you seen... I I got to hear a few amazing testimonies as well, just by wandering around. Uh, But how how have you seen God use you uh, in a divine appointment type connection? Uh, who has a testimony they want to share from what we just talked about okay we got one in the back David
0: I forgot to bring my contact lens case to GYC and so I had to go buy one from Walgreens on Saturday night <laughs> and I went down there and I still had my Bible and the checker saw it and said hey is that a Bible? I said yes it is uh, are you a Christian? Yes. What kind? I he say, hey, I'm, I'm an Adventist. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. She says, what church do you go to? She says, well, I've, I'm not from here. i have come into a convention up here. She says, I want to go to your church. Why? Just like that. Wow. And, and uh, she says uh, she's looking for a church to go to. She's immigrated here from overseas and huh. had a bunch of different random experiences. Been divorced for two years now and She has no friends or family to support her, and she really wants to find a church. So she's going to be coming to um, GYC on Tuesday. Oh, that's
2: awesome. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. I didn't expect
0: that. I was really tired.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think that's so interesting, David. I didn't expect that. I was really tired. Uh I know exactly how you feel. Uh So many times at the end of a long day, do you really think you're going to have a divine appointment? At the grocery store, you know what I mean? Or wherever you end up stopping by. Mm-hmm. Tired or not, God wants to use you. <laughs> Praise the Lord, David. That's awesome. Anyone else want to share? Yeah, right here.
3: I was in Washington about 12 years ago trying to find healing for my son with eczema, the huh. one I was telling, about you, telling you about earlier. And huh. we stayed with some friends who live an hour from here, and I had tried to share the truth with them then. And they were just kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. We have our faith, and we're happy. and yeah. So I've been praying for them for 12 years. So when we came here, I wanted to go see them. So yesterday, instead of going on the evangelism trip, I went, and I thought, I'm going to go do my own evangelizing. Okay. <laughs> right. So I went That's to awesome. visit my friends and prayed on the way that God would open the door for hmm. the truths to come up. And so we're, we're walking up. They live with a forest in their backyard and it's so beautiful and we were walking in the forest and Kim and I were talking and she, she said you know my friend and I were talking about hell and she said my friend told me there's no way God would burn people in hell forever wow. and she said I realized I didn't know anything about that so I got online and started looking it up and I found this guy called Doug and I, <laughs> and I was like Doug Bachelor, and she's like isn't he awesome I was like Thank you, God. <laughs> wow. And, then, and so we started talking about different things. And then before we left, she said, can I ask you one more thing? What do you think about Christmas? And I was like, wow, God, you're amazing. <laughs> so I know. And so she wants their interest in coming to the the um, seminars that are being wow. put on in the area. Wow. So it, it, I feel God. that was really a divine appointment.
2: Yeah, it was. Amen. And 12 years of prayer. I mean. <laughs> Praise God. Don't have to wait so yeah, yeah. Delayed divine appointment, a D D A. DDA. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anyone else have a testimony they want to share? Share the blessing. All right, we got one up here. Our friend from South Africa. <laughs> oh.
4: How's it, everyone? Um, I was just sharing with my team, here, so I guess I'll share with you guys as well. Like, I I'm guess. <laughs> Um, I'm not a person who likes who says as often because, um, like I said to them, I don't like people looking at me as if I'm doing something good or like, or uplift me or praise me because I'm just as fallen as everyone else. Yep. And like that kind of like just stops me from giving a testimony and I've been blessed so much by other people's testimonies that uh, sometimes I think we just need to share our testimony so that ordinary people can know that God works with fallen people as well. Yeah. It doesn't take some who looks like great or whatever it's for God to work with. If you yeah. can work with me, he can work with you. And like it's taken me a while to figure that out mm. but you know, God's working with me. Amen. And I was sharing with them what happened to me one day I was busy studying at my varsity and uh, I got a bit hungry, so I drove to a petrol station to buy something to eat. I understand. And if you've <laughs> if you, if you be, ever been to Johannesburg, like on every street corner in the big city, there's always children everywhere, like begging on the streets for, for money. And uh, like my policy is like I don't give money, but doing nothing is not an option. But there's so many of them that like um, sometimes I just drive past and I can't, I can't help everyone. But that specific day, I was busy driving and uh, one kid came up to me and I was like, uh, do you have anything for me? I was like, no, sorry, I don't. I don't give money. I don't have any food with me. I'm sorry, I can't give you anything. Uh-huh. So I drove past. I went to the petrol station, bought a pie and bought a sandwich. And I was starving that day. You know? oh. <laughs> I was really hungry. So then I drove past and I stopped at the robot and there was another kid there. And he was like, do you have anything for me? And I was like, no, I don't really have anything. It was the first thing that came out of my mouth. Then I looked and I saw, I was like, oh, it's but I have like a sandwich and I have a pie and I'd already driven off. I wasn't even thinking and I felt terrible. I felt so bad. You know, the conviction of the spirit was really in my mm. heart. I couldn't study. You know, that, that feeling just wouldn't leave me alone. Mm. And then I went on my knees and I was praying and I was like, Lord, please, 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 please send me two people today and I won't make the same mistake twice. I really, really won't. Wow. But um, that day came and he didn't send anyone. So I was like, okay, what can I do? I just went on and um, I forgot about it. And then the, the Friday came. I think it was on Friday. Yeah, it was on Friday, day before Sabbath. And um, I was busy driving home from Varsity. And uh, this man stopped me at the robot, but he, like, he made quite an impression. He was like, stop, like, in front of my car. And, <laughs> and it's Janusburg. You don't pick, you don't pick up hitchhikers. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to put my foot on the gas. You know, I'm about to leave. And then the desperation in his eyes was, like, so intense that I couldn't drive off. Aww. So I picked him up and... Um, he was going to a place that was close to where I stay He wanted to go to a, a grocery store So we were speaking a little bit I said, uh, what do you want to do at a grocery store? He said, no, I just want to buy some nappies And some formula and some baby milk For my for my little baby He's at home, I don't have work, I need help So I said, oh, okay, so how are you going to pay for that? He's like, no, I'm just going to go there And I'm just going to ask someone to help me out So I was like, okay, let's go, I'll drive you there And drop you off, and then you can someone will help you So as I'm busy driving You know, you get that Thought in your head, but like, I have some money, you know, i got something to help this guy out with. So I was like, "Uh, okay, I'm sure I can help you out, let's go. And he starts picking out some nappies, some formulas, some whatever, and uh, I I managed to help him out. And then he says to me, you know what, this wasn't a coincidence, God sent you here to help me. So I was like, wow, "Wow, you know, it's my pleasure to help you, you know, I'm... He says he said to me that this blessing will be passed on to someone else. Mm. I just said I'm just glad I can be here for you. And like, don't look at me, look at God because He's the yeah. one who set it up. Yeah. And then Sabbath comes, and uh, we go to church. And then there's a man from Zimbabwe who was looking for some help, and uh, you couldn't get help. he wasn't getting help from anyone else. And like, sometimes you look at other people and say like, but this person does They're this and do they it. does this. And um, did you say I have to wrap it up?
2: Oh no no no, oh, no, no,
4: no, 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 <laughs> no, <I'm>, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought it should have to wrap. But anyways, um, so then we look at other people and saying, but they can help, they do this, 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 and that. And that God was like saying to me, don't look at them. What are you doing? Yeah. What do you do? And uh, that feeling wouldn't leave me alone. So me and my brother and a friend of ours, Z, we spoke to him afterwards and says, I was asked him, so what's wrong? And he said, no, look, I'm trying to go back to Zimbabwe. Um, I came to South Africa. I was trying to find work and... Nothing seems to be working out. And then again, like our policy, I don't give money, but doing nothing is not an option. So then um, we spoke to him, and Z, our friend, was like, okay, you can come back to our place. Uh, you can have a bath. Because he said to us, like, do you guys have anywhere, know anywhere where I can have a bath? Because I haven't had a bath in three days, and I'm kind of smelling pretty bad. So Z was like, yeah, Yo, you can come to my place. You can have a bath, and you can have something to eat. And then um, we met him at the bus station the next day. I helped him to pay for his like, bus to get him and his wife. Bought them a few groceries as well, you know, something to eat on the way because it's like a six, seven-hour drive, taking the bus. And because uh, we were speaking to him and he said, I, I've been an Adventist, but I've I've backslidden a little bit. So we were trying to speak to him about a few things in the spirit of prophecy. And he said, I haven't read Ellen White much. And I managed to have uh, Steps of Christ with me. And I and I gave it to him and I said, well, you know, you're going to have a long bus ride. So, you know, you can might as well read this. And the one thing that I never forgot, he, he said to me that in Zimbabwe he had a life of service, you know. Um, he felt like he was he was something back there and, you know, it's been a humbling experience hmm. asking people for help. Hmm. And uh, so when we spoke to him and he, he was a bit emotional about it. He, like, couldn't believe that people were helping him this way. And um, he went home and when I, when I dropped him off but about, after buying the bus ticket and everything... When I was driving, I went to Varsity. I was supposed to study, but I couldn't study that day either because I was just thinking about what had just happened. And um, I just realized that those two people that God sent was an answer to my prayer. Amen. You know, so sometimes we pray for things and be careful what you pray for because God (laughs) answers your prayers. But I was so glad that he answered me that day because it was a witness not just to them, but to me as well.
2: Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is awesome it's it's so easy to to kind of point the fingers rena has one it's so it's so easy to point the fingers uh right here yellow coat um it's so easy to point fingers at other people and say well they can do it you know it's true and that's what i was responding to (laughs) but you didn't hear (laughs) so um but it's so true rena
5: share with us sure uh about a week ago on christmas morning um i went to a grocery market uh, (laughs) to get some veggies Um, and uh, one of my custom is when I hear low and not very uplifting music in grocery stores I just start humming my own song and um, (laughs) to fight off that music and at the counter I was humming without opening my mouth and the cashier in front of me looked up and around me and said, What's that sound? Where does the sound coming from? I said, Oh, I was humming. And she's like, Oh, you didn't open your mouth. I didn't think it was you. And she said, Oh, I wish you could sing for me. And you know, God's been teaching me that you know singing is a way of opening people's heart. And by this time my husband comes back from using the bathroom and I told my husband, Hey let's sing for her. And he's like, No, I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "Oh, but I want to sing for her. At least stand next to me." Um, so I asked her, "You know, what's your favorite Christmas song?" And she's like, "A Silent Night." And you know, there were people lined, and I told her, "You know, I'll sing for you, but just go ahead and keep working." Hmm. But the person behind me said, "You know, can I listen too?" <laughs> so she stopped. So I started singing "Silent Night," and maybe I wasn't imagining, but... It seems like the music was quiet, everything was quiet, and there was a beggar coming in. So, you know, just everybody in line was listening, and I was praying the whole time. And she was listening with her mouth covered, and when I was singing the heavenly piece, she just started crying. And, um, you know, she said, thank you so much. It really made my day. And, you know, everybody was... Very happy, and I just saw how much we could open people's hearts hmm. by you know, singing a few songs for them.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Amen. That's a blessing, right now. We got a testimony back here. Praise Jesus.
6: <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, when I was 16, I, um, I got pregnant, and I had a daughter, and I was in high school, and so. I was able to finish high school and I graduated, yeah. but um, my senior year, the last semester that I was going through, um, I heard that there was another girl that was at the school who was pregnant also, and she was fifteen and it was her freshman year and so uh, a lot of people didn 't know, but you could kind of see it, so a lot of people were talking about her and um, I felt like strongly impressed to go t- talk to her because I felt like you know I could have something to say to her or like help her and so I I went and I started to speak to her and I was encouraging her and just like checking in on her and seeing how she was doing and she was kind of quiet so she didn't really say a whole lot Hmm. to me but um, we did have some meaningful conversations and um, I was there for her and I went to her baby shower and her mom at her baby shower approached me and she was saying thank you so much for being there for my daughter like during this time, because of the fact that like she basically told me that um, I showed her that it was possible to like do this, to do school and have a child at the same time and that it's possible. Right. And I think that God like was able to use me in that situation specifically to be able to encourage somebody else and that anyone else wouldn't have had the same effect on her. So right. I was glad. And it felt like I was put in that position for a purpose. Yeah.
2: Wow. It's so true. A lot of divine appointments are, are just the ability to be able to relate with people, right? You've had a similar experience. God's going to use you to reach out to people who have had similar experiences. Praise God. Thanks for sharing.
7: Um, I just thought of one, actually, when she was talking about singing. We went to the, <laughs> the hospital on, it was a little bit before Christmas. Me and a couple friends, and I, I brought my violin, and we were going to play. But we got to the hospital in Reading, and they were like, oh, no, you have to have some special uh, permission. You can't. There's a privacy right that you can't go into people's rooms and sing. Aww. So we were like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. So we were walking down the hall. We were looking for somewhere, and this lady, oh, we were going to go toward the ER to see if we could go over there and play. And this lady came out of a room, and she was walking toward us, and she's all, she saw my violin and she was like oh go to room such and such so this lady really needs to she needs to hear you so we were like really and she's like yeah I'll go with you and so she took us over there and if she hadn't been there we wouldn't have been allowed to go in the room because of that policy uh-huh. so she took us in there and this lady was like dying from cancer or well, she had cancer and she was kind of down and out hmm. so we played sang some songs for her and she was really thankful we had prayer with her and it was just pretty encouraging that's so it was awesome cool.
2: That's awesome, hey
8: amen. amen praise the Lord mm. awesome Mr Cruz this happened yesterday um we went went to fresh we went, to, uh, by the way. That's we went so to the line to get the uh the launches, but I remember I don't know if I remember last year in uh Houston he gave it up to everybody lunch right even if you're not registered you know and then we went to the line and then we find out said so no only for the people registered to pay for the lunch ahead of time. I said, Well okay. I said look, if you go to our room to prepare our, our meal or lunch, you're gonna be late. For outreach. The, the outreach you gonna oh. be three three choices to go, right? One is well, feed the homeless, the second we well, went the second the knock at the door, the, I don't know what the third one was, but I don't like it knocking doors. I do it before, <laughs> but I, I, I don't do that. I, you know, it's hard for me to do it. But I said, the easy one is to go feed the homeless. Yeah. So I, I went to, I was one of the, my family was one of the first ones right there. You know, and then I walked. Well, we went, one of the first ones we went out. And when we went to the bus, the first bus was almost full. The chief fine seat, all the, my son had no seat, and my other boy, he don't got no seat. And I told her, get out of the bus, and we go on the second bus. When I went to the second bus, I see the lady in charge. You know, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, you know I do this. He told her what not to do, what to do. Okay, I say, look, if you got your wallet, leave your wallet in, in, your, in the van, and mm-hmm. in a, in the bus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you any money to the, to the people. So, okay, we do that. We leave everything there. The first step we do, we went to the... It was a uh, man shelter. There's only men right there. And I see, you know, when you handle it, you have the bag. I tried to see what's in the bag. I don't know if anybody here went to feed the homeless. But in the bag is a peanut butter sandwich and a little bottle of water and a little a small use. But when you handle it to the, to those guys, you see the faces. Because those guys are not going to have no food the next, thur- next Thursday. Hmm. Okay? And I said, wow. It made me made me happy to, to, to see their faces mm. and those people there. But what impacted me is in the and in the end, the lady she know doing this, the lady she was in the bus, she know the downtown really good. He told her you're gonna go this, you're gonna go here, you're gonna go there. And went to when the first place we went he told the man right there, you wanna go back later to sing you guys, to sing song to you guys. So it's all right. We went, but before we go to that place, the lady said, I want to share my testimony with you guys. Hmm. I say, I was in the street for when I was 10 years old, 10 or, 10 or 11 years old, he was living in the street. It wow. was raped by his father. And he, for 47 years, he was using drugs. Hmm. But one day, somebody do what she was, what we was doing it, yesterday. And that changed his life to her. Say, so 10 years ago, she somebody invited to church. She's at Venice right now. And then she was one of the girls she running the program right here in the in the downtown. And and besides that, she's really sick. Mm. She needs to go to the dialysis like three or four times a week. Wow. You know, but when I went why the first the first impression I got from her like she acting like nothing. Mm. And I was thinking back in my mind, hey, I don't have no no sitting no, you know, I'm Physical, okay, and she doing this, and back in my back in my bed, I said, what can I? What can I do when I go back home?" Mm,
2: you right. know,
8: and it that's impacting me yesterday. And then we went back to the room, to the main shelter, and you know what? It's, it's really it caught my my attention because people one what well, was makes a boys and girls, or men's and, and, and women were there, but one lady he said, "Can you sing? Can you sing she's a Love Me'?" Mm. And she was singing it. And I see the, his face; it was so happy. Sometimes, you know, just a little—you need to do a little bit. You may, you know, you you don't know what impact to yeah. doing those people. And yet it was. Uh, oh, it was good afternoon for us.
2: Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing those testimonies. I think of a verse uh, when I think of how God works through us in First Corinthians three. Uh, five uh, five through seven and just a reminding of of God's power working through us. First Corinthians three, five through seven says, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters but God, who gives the increase. Praise the Lord that God can not only work in our lives, but he can work through our lives uh, to do so much. And the concept of testimony is powerful, to think that God wants to pull other people into our testimony, into our experience. Um, And realize that when you're sharing with other people what God has done in your life, it can also be what God has done through uh, your life; those things are going to bring hope and joy to so many people. Um, Ken, do you want to finish off with prayer for us?
1: Well, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful uh, morning,
2: Amen.
1: hasn't it? Just, I've been just so blessed to be with you, and uh, <laughs> I don't know—you're just fun to be around. I'd want to go to church with you guys every week. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if we could all go to church together and get together like this and, and then have building problems, you know? It's, we're too small. How can we grow? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, um, this afternoon is our last session together. Um, if you uh, feel impressed to be here, we're going to talk about heaven is an unselfish destination. And so... We're going to uh, be able to meet together for our our last seminar, and that starts at 3 o'clock. I think the seminars go from 3 to 3.50, so they're uh, 50 minutes in this afternoon. Well, let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for answering our prayer and being with us. Thank you for encouraging us and giving us hope we can leave here um, having so much courage, Lord, because of what you've been doing in each one of our lives I want to thank you for those that were willing to share their testimony and then the small group time and and Lord your word that feeds and guides us Lord as we now go to uh, lunch as we, uh, as we interact with whoever uh, we, we want to look for divine appointments uh, we want to be uh, exactly where you want us to be We just give you permission to use our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: This message was recorded by Fountain View Productions for GYC. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire and equip young people to be vibrant, Bible-based, and Christ-centered Christians. To download or purchase other resources, visit us online at gycweb.org.